Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your two usual hosts, Tom Mannering and Josh Hartley. Myself being Josh Hartley, my co-host being Tom Mannering. How are you doing, Tom? Good clarification for first-time listeners. Yeah, you never know. You never know. This could be someone's first episode. That's a really unfortunate choice for a first episode. I can tell you now before <laughs> well, we record we haven't. It. We have not finished this, so we have. In fact, we've barely begun. I need you to like get. I need you to change your uh, change. Change your headspace. Change your uh, get a bit of a more positive mental attitude on the go flip, here. Flip the script, you know. <laughs> before come, we come at this re- from a different angle. Before we hit record, Tom has just been relaying uh, the woes of his working day, which we're not going to do on the recording because, uh, <laughs> well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Fair unprofessional. Enough. And yes. I've heard it already. So. Exactly. It's not fun for Josh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom's had a testing day. Tom has had a testing day, and, and he's going to he's gonna really funnel that into to the episode in one way or another, <laughs> whether Josh likes it or not. Uh, how, how have things been otherwise? It's actually not been... So, for the listeners, this is going to be a week apart. Mm. But for us, due to um, personal scheduling issues, i.e., Tom's uh, Tom's mum's visiting him this week. She is. Um, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So um, we're actually recording this super early in the week. This is uh, this is Monday the twelfth of July. So like we've only we recorded last like four days ago, <laughs> yeah, five days we, ago. We recorded on I think Thursday of last yeah. week. So yeah, we've we've literally had only a, a handful of days. That being said, how how have you been over the last five days? I've been pretty good, mate. Uh, I'm very excited about my mum coming to visit because I haven't her since, I haven't seen her since the before times. Wow! Um, so that's going to be be really nice to see her. Uh, I had a fairly productive weekend, which is a, a rarity for me mm-hmm. in of itself. Um, I went to the cinema, which was <gasps> very strange. Um, wow! I went to see Black Widow, which is is a decent film. Um, okay, uh, Marvel film, right? Yes. I don't follow still. I know you don't. I know. Um, see, I went. I went to see. Uh, I went to see uh, Black Widow at the the new cinema in Glasgow, uh, which is a view. Oh, is this the one in Saint Enoch? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll break it up into two then. First of all, how how was uh, how was being back in a cinema? It was very weird. Um, it was good. It was nice mm-hmm. to be like out and doing something, but you have to like sit in this in the film in your mask which i'm fine with from a safety point of view and, and there's a lot of people in an enclosed space so i think it's a good idea mm. but it's a very strange sensation to kind of be sitting in a mask watching a film uh so that that was a bit strange that um the, the one thing that did annoy me a little bit is I noticed when the house lights came up a lot of people just weren't wearing their masks oh, and I was like come on like yeah. we're past this point now the thing is like it does say you can take your mask off if you're eating or drinking which is fair enough yeah. which you know obviously you're not going to shove popcorn through fabric that's physically impossible or at least very very Harry tiny. Houdini could do it yeah but... yeah probably um, but yeah I, I noticed that there were a lot of people who just kind of like abandoned them and I was like oh 
come uh, on. Um, so yeah, it was fine, but like the majority of people were good, you know, with, with socially distancing. The cinema was very responsible in, in that regard. So all positives on, on that side of things. I, To be honest, I wouldn't have gone to the cinema yet, but it was a Marvel film and I've seen every Marvel film at the cinema. So I was like, I could order it on Disney Plus at home, but I would have to pay double what I would pay to go and see it at the cinema. Oh, whoa, really? Daft. Yeah, so to, to order Black Widow on Disney Plus is about 20 quid. That's no insane. Ma- no matter how many people you know, you're know you ordering it for, so if it's just you in your house and you're on 20 quid. The cinema that I went to, I bought tickets for myself and the person I went with, it was £15 for the two of us. Nuts. Okay, yeah. So, you know, it was just... It, it was given financially, but it was also... You know, I wanted to see it on the big screen. Uh, so yeah, it was good. What's cool. the second part of the question? How was the film? The film was really good. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's difficult to kind of say much without giving anything away. Right. Um, but it is it's a good Marvel film. It's not a great Marvel film. Okay. Um, so I sort of consider a, a good Marvel film on par with like a very good normal film. In, in sure. my personal sort of feeling um, so it kind of sits there I had I had issues with it but not to the extent I didn't enjoy it okay oh fair enough and good, that's, good. that's mainly me being a nerd to be honest I'd be like mm, actually that's not well, the way that goes. <laughs> actually and push the glasses up your nose yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah nice nice well I am just back in Glasgow from visiting my family for watching the football uh, last night which obviously did not go England's way um, as is always the case but we were in a final and that that's something that, that hasn't happened for 55 years so and in fairness the weekend itself was great it was lovely I got to see my sister uh, and her uh, family in their new house that they're nice. set, currently settling into uh, my nephew Gabe is uh, great. He was uh, he was singing Three Lions with us, uh, which is nice. Although I'll have some uh, some people uh, suggesting that that might be child cruelty, no doubt in the comments. But well, you can you can you can have your opinions. I, mean, I would <laughs> argue that raising a child to support England is in many ways child cruelty. Yeah, you can you you can you can take that elsewhere. <laughs> Those thoughts, <laughs> Tom. Um, uh, so yeah, it was a great weekend, and it was uh, it was a thrill just watching England in a final, uh, even though the the result didn't go the way we wanted it to. And what, kudos to Italy because they've been playing fantastic throughout the entire tournament and continued to do so last night. They, they were definitely the better team on the night. So I I don't have much in the way of opinions on foot of the ball, uh, but. I did, I sort of followed the game loosely. I kind of had mm-hmm. it on my phone. Like, I wasn't watching it, but I had the score. And the second I saw it went to penalties, I just went, well, that's that. That's, yeah. that's done. <laughs> that was a good effort, you know. Oh, it was so close. <laughs> so close. But there's always next time. There's always next year, in fact. We've got World Cup next year. So, uh, so sorry, people who don't like football. But there's always football on. But, nope. yeah. Anyway, we will move away from that and we shall move on to uh, some announcements from over the weekend, particularly from Games Workshop. So, 
Tom, what what have we got? What have we got? So, do we start with the big one or do we save that to last? Um, depends on... So, like, I'm assuming you mean Kill Team. Yeah. Um, so we may as well start with that. I actually think the, the thing that I think looks cooler is just the new orcs, personally. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk Kill Team. Okay, let's talk Kill Team. So, we obviously had the announcement on Saturday properly um, that we're getting a new uh, edition of Kill Team, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. Kill Team Octarius, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, so this is an entirely new edition of Kill Team with uh, revised rules from the ground up uh, mm-hmm. is, is the terminology I think they used which I hate as a, as a terminology but that's fine w- w- why? because they've, they, have, they haven't right? they have no from the ground up <laughs> means we took everything off okay. everything was oh, gone right. Sorry, we... I thought you were you had a problem with the saying itself rather than it being used in this context. I, I have an issue with it because people always use it in the context of things that have not been completely revised. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's okay. always like we built this one. No, you haven't. No, you, no, you're using a framework that was very much in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're 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 revising uh, Kill Team now. I have very mixed feelings on this. Okay. On the one hand, it looks great. Mm-hmm. The models, which we will we'll, we'll discuss a bit further, are great. The the presentation, fantastic. Mm-hmm. The terrain, amazing as always. Bit mm-hmm. bit niche, but amazing. Um, I mean, so so was all the Necron stuff from the yeah. last box, right? Sure, right. And that, funnily enough, yeah. segues me to my issue, right? <laughs> So my issue with this is the last box came out what six months ago. Not even that, right? Uh, right. It was so like March. They they re- sure and fair it enough. It, it used the the original edition, but you have got people to go out and and buy a, a box supplement that was a hundred pound plus that has core rules in it, and you presented it as like, look at this exciting new kill team box wiped off the table six months later. No. No, you don't do that. That is that is the epitome of a dick move, and that's uh, really soured my opinion of this. Okay, fair. I mean, I don't know. That just sounds like Games Workshop doing Games Workshop things. But like, hey ho. <laughs> like, I I can forgive stuff like at the tail end of an edition, you know, where they release sure. like a, a a weird like splat book, you know. Like, I think like mm-hmm. years ago, I could be wrong on this, but I seem to remember like they released like the Stronghold book. At the very tail end of like an edition of forty k, sure, and that's yeah. that's fair. Just enough. a new thing to yeah. do, and then tied everyone over until the new edition comes out. And you can argue, well, you know, that box is still going to be valid. You can still use the minis, the maps, the terrain. Fair enough, but like a good chunk of that box is going to be invalidated. The book will be largely invalidated, mm-hmm. I would imagine, if these rules have been redesigned from the ground up. Uh, and you know, for the record, lot- I, I just want to let our listeners know that on webcam, Tom did uh, air finger quotes there, and just, ju- just so you know. Thank you. Uh, and you know, you're just invalidating a, a product in mm-hmm. I- at least partially, and I just it eased me off so much because I love Kill Team. Like, 
I do love it. I have bought you, almost you, everything for I, it. I, I, I would say you are more into Kill Team than just regular 40k. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it's a great system. I love that they're supporting it. I love that, you know, they're they're still bringing out stuff for it. This would have been great as, as like, a, a refresher. They could have mm-hmm. even made some amendments to it. But to be like, see everything we've done before? That's gone. That's done. Especially that set we just did six months ago. I, it just really gets my back up. Yeah. I, th- I even said at the time, like, when that new set was coming out, I'm kind of surprised they haven't just done a new edition of Kill Team to bring it more in line with uh, Ninth Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly particularly now that, like, a load of the basic troops are getting pretty fund- like pretty big stat changes. So the, the two squads in this uh, kit are um, Orcs. You get a bunch of Orc Commandos. They look amazing, by the way. I love... Uh, there's one who's wearing, like, the classic sort of SAS, like, woolly hat <laughs> in there as well, which I think's a really nice touch. Um, and they are facing off against Imperial Guard, in in particular, Death Corps of Krieg. So we're actually getting plastic Death Corps of Krieg models, um, which also look great. Um, and although... They've received a bit of criticism online. Um, that be- that is because they are using conventional melee weapons rather than power shovels, which is the whole meme around Death Corps of Krieg. But um, the orcs are now getting a big uh, stat change. They're going up to toughness five. Obviously, all the space marines and chaos space marines have got two wounds now. There's been other um, stat changes for some of the other factions, so. I, it, it does make sense that they're doing a new edition of it to bring everything more in line with 40k because I think that should be the case where like at least the core stats of each uh, model should line up with how it plays in 40k to some degree mm-hmm. but um, but yeah I get I get it it's annoying particularly for people like yourselves who went out and bought the new box like a few months back and now you're being told well sucks to be you so yeah, I think like the other thing that that bugs me a little bit, and and maybe this is well, this isn't necessarily Games Workshop's fault, but so Kill Team dropped about three years ago, I would say, mm-hmm. probably just just less than in that ballpark. Sure. So of that three years, mm-hmm. we've had realistically eighteen months to play it. Yeah. Because unless you live with someone or are bubbled with someone who can play Kill Team, you can't really play Kill Team. So I had actually had a memory pop up on Facebook for two years ago when I started our Kill Team campaign today. Yay. Right, so two years ago. Yay! <laughs> so if you think we started that two years ago and we actually started that not that long after Kill Team's release, it was about, I think, it was about, about a year, months. right? Yeah. Eight nine months, so yeah, we we've had about three years, but we've only really had, as I say, about eighteen months. So you're you're not really getting your money's worth, and like for a lot of the stuff that released for Kill Team, it released in that window, you know, mm. like the the Necron set and and some of the other bits and pieces as well. So it just it just seems a bit crappy to me, right. That being said, it's a very nice looking box. The models are very nice. You know, I love what they've done with the the Death Cult 
get the the death corpse. Is that death right? Death of Krieg. Core, thank you. Death core of Krieg. Um love what they're doing with the orcs. I love the orc themed terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, which re- reminds me, it's very reminiscent of Gorkamoka's uh, card fort that you got back, yeah. in the, back in the day. I really wish I still had that card fort. It was amazing. Uh, it had a the door gate, that, you could that worked. Pull yeah. the gate up. Yes. Yeah. And it had the, the watchtower that never stood up properly as well. Yes, I remember that as well. Yeah. Uh, did you play it back in Gorkamoka? Yes, Gorkamoka is possibly my favourite Games Workshop game they've ever put out. I, I love it. I would if people if I could muster enough people who would be up for it. I would love to run a Gorkamorka campaign again. It's a pretty big ask because you end up spending a lot of money on like, and it would look amazing nowadays because of how good the orc uh, the current orc vehicles are. Let alone some of the new stuff that's coming out. Yeah. More on that in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, I would love to run that. And uh, have a have a a little narrative campaign of Gorkamorka, but no, I think that's fair. It's a it's a cracking set. Mm. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I think we when I was a teenager, very mid teens, we played that game to death. Yes, uh, like we played it so much. And I think one of the great things about it was there was a lot of incentive to convert in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you had so much kind of you know your guys could get upgrades and modifications and they actually released like um, spruce of stuff to upgrade your orcs with you know mm-hmm. like uh, mechanical arms and things yeah really cool. it was awesome and vehicles were such a cool part of it you know it's one of the few times that, that Games Workshop have integrated vehicles in a really interesting way mm-hmm. um, because you had all like the tables you rolled on if you wanted to turn your vehicle and stuff Oh my uh, god! Which was yeah, just craziness. But it was it was a fun game. My uh, favorite scenario in it is a scenario where you're doing it's a car chase, effectively. Is it the and, conveyor belt? Yes. Yeah. This is exactly how they how they represent that is you have to move the terrain, uh, so that <laughs> and like everyone's just trying to keep pace with each other. And if one of your guys falls off, that's it. They're out. <laughs> so yeah, I loved that one. I think. There was one that I really liked. So we we played, there were a group of four of us that played it um, a lot. And Mm. it would mean that quite often, you know, you'd have one person play another and then one person play another and so on and so forth. But they released a scenario, and I can't remember if it was on White Dwarf or something like that, but it was like there was an orc dreadnought in the middle and it was like supposed to be in like one of the orc cities and the the dreadnought had gone ballistic basically. oh my gone, god yes gone mental and it was <laughs> it was one of the only four player missions that you could do mm-hmm. and basically it was all about like you got points and scrap for for destroying the dreadnought first mm-hmm. you know and, and what you did to it and it was just carnage you know you get all these buggies and things speeding into the middle they'd all start spinning out slamming mm-hmm. into each other the dreadnoughts tearing in some like so many fun games of that like we we basically our campaign was just a bunch of dreadnoughts going mental you know one after another at one point because we just kept replaying that mission because it was so much fun um yeah i, I would love to see Gokumoka make a comeback i don't know if it will uh, i'm not sure it'd get the traction now yeah, I mean, no well, intended. I mean, if they're going to do it, now's the time because 
coming up for uh, pre-order this weekend is all of the new orcs or bunch of the new orcs stuff uh, this is a lot of the B-Snagger stuff that we've seen previously but that in this pre uh, recent uh, reveal they showed off a lot of new stuff mm. what do you think of it Tom? I think it looks really really good um, I, I don't have a whole lot to say beyond that because I'm not a big orc guy mm. um, like I think orcs have always been such an interesting faction in 40k. They're very characterful, um, especially the newer ones. You know, they're, they're a fun mix of kind of terrifying and comical. Um, yes. And these models do a very, very good job of sort of balancing those two things uh, yeah. in, in fairly equal measure, uh, which I think is really good. But no, I think... Uh, I think we're seeing some some really really nice uh, orc minis coming out of this. Um, I particularly like the the um, and I know they are part of Kill Team, so you'll excuse me for for referencing back to it. But I really do like the the design of the commandos. Uh, I really mm -hmm. like the new vehicles that are kind of framed around sort of squigs and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I think it, it's a great looking set. The only one I'm a bit on the fence about mm -hmm. is and i'm not even sure what it is because i've only seen the pictures of it but it's like a tower sort of orc face mech thing um, oh yeah it, this is this is their sort of trend of having a scenery piece for each yeah. army I'm yeah not, i'm not in love with that uh it's it's just got a little bit too much you know how we've said before some models are a bit too busy uh that mm. one sort of falls into because i always imagine orc stuff being very simplistic yes you know that that's kind of part of their shtick so i get what they're going for with it but it just looks a bit too busy for me i really like the great white squig that yeah is. it looks awesome it so looks cool. awesome um so yeah the uh, the only one that i was a bit underwhelmed of, of their actual miniatures is the death copters they look very similar to the old ones yeah i don't know i think they look all right and they do the job like it, I'm just, I'm just glad that they're doing them now properly, so that you can mm. actually buy them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's um, I the thing that I am happiest about in this release, frankly, is we're getting new boys, just yeah. new regular orc boys. Because my lord, did that kit need an upgrade? Um, so and and they look fantastic. They look as mean and uh, as threatening as orcs in space should. So, I... I was looking at the the Warhammer community page just mm -hmm. just before we we recorded this episode, and um, I really like when they kind of they do the dioramas, you know, with with new stuff and and even with older stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and there's a diorama on there, um, and I think this is in reference to the new Warzone books that's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a picture, and you can see this for yourself if you go on Warhammer Community. Uh, and it's got like an Imperial bunker, and it's got some Imperial Guard or Adaptus, whatever they're called. Uh, oh, so I think they're back to calling them Imperial Guard. Okay. To be fair. Uh, he's got some <laughs> Imperial Guard on there with uh, what looks like some sort of Inquisitor, and mm -hmm. then on one side you've got this Tyranid horde coming into it. Uh, and then literally on the other side, sort of almost meeting alongside the Tyranid Horde, there's an Orc Horde, and I'm like, that is a bad day. 
Like that's a that's a real <laughs> bad day in the Imperial Guard when you've got Tyranids and Orcs rushing you at the same time. Yeah. And also, what are the chances of that happening? But still, like that is a that is a bad day. But that, that gave like, me a chuckle. I think I think um, wherever there's a wherever there's a war going on in the forty first millennium, there's a fair chance of Orcs just showing up because it's a fight. So, yeah, that's fair. We um, don't need a whole lot of. Uh, of rationale yeah exactly uh, i i love these new models um i if if it wasn't for the fact that i am working through painting up a necron army i would have probably thrown myself face first into this what i might actually end up doing though is at, at some point down the line trying to set like as we were talking about there trying to recruit uh, a number of people to do like some gorka morka and maybe and then maybe I'll get like the new boys kit and a couple of vehicles for that, and that would be fun, you know, mm. just to just to use that. Um, otherwise, yeah, what else can what else is, is there to say? They look amazing, and uh, you'll be able to pre-order them very soon. Uh, I just I, I'll be it would be remiss of me if um, if I didn't mention. I love the fact that they're making squigs more of a thing in uh, the space uh, with the space orcs. And in particular, it is the B-Snagger war boss on foot. And he has a targeting squig on his shoulder, which has its eyes, its pupil is actually a crosshair. And that is just perfect. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think you're you're going to see some of these, these models in, in competitions for painting competitions and conversions. As oh, well. for sure. There's there's a lot you could do with them. I mean, like even the ones that they they pre- previewed on uh, the Warhammer Community Group, like some of the tattoo work on on one of them is is really oh, yeah. really nice, really intricate as well. He's got like a, a proper like sort of tribal thing mm. uh, across his shoulder, and I was like, yeah, sack sack painting that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like my my nightmare. Uh, but yeah, it's really really well done. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Right. Anyway, moving on. I think the only other thing to talk about is, of course, we we. So the new set for Magic: The Gathering: Adventures in the Forgotten Realms uh, doesn't come out in paper for a couple of weeks. However, it is now out on uh, Magic: The Gathering Arena uh, on mobile and on PC and Mac. Uh, I have it. I haven't had a chance to play it because, as mentioned earlier in the episode, I was away seeing my family. But but Tom has. Tom, have you been having fun? Have you been enjoying it? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've I've messaged just just to give a bit of disclosure here. I've messaged Josh, basically some abuse uh, for something that is not at all his fault. Um, just for how annoyed I've been getting at uh, at Magic Arena. So I. I actually, I was sitting down on on Saturday morning and I'd kind of done everything Mm. I needed to do urgently and I was like, fancy playing a computer game and I saw I had Magic Arena installed and I was like, oh, I might go and try and get, I didn't even know uh, the Forgotten Realms had come out on there. I thought I might try and just go and get a few more packs uh, unlocked and and just kind of have a play on that and I go on and lo and behold, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms out and I'm like, well, that's my weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I started playing and... I have had some very unpleasant experiences uh, in just a couple of days of playing. Now, I will preface this with saying I've had some very good experiences. Cool, as cool. Well. Okay, so okay. Do you, do you care not, to talk more about them? It's not, not really. Uh, they're, they're less funny. Um, it, 
it's it's not all bad. Um, but I am I'm gonna I'm gonna just pull up the messages I sent to Josh because <laughs> yes. I think this is this is fair a fair description. So this was on uh, Saturday afternoon, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I said uh, this is me to Josh. Magic Arena is inducing the same rage in me that its real life counterpart does. Next message. I get mana screwed. My opponent top decks the exact counter that they need. About 30 minutes later, how ridiculous is this? I had the guy dead to rights. I have a full board. He's got barely nothing. I have 73 health to his 12. He top decks a board wipe and proceeds to shove my head up my ass. I've played this guy twice. Um... So today, uh, so yeah. that was that was Saturday. Hold on, um, hold on. That's not quite the full picture because bear in mind, it, like, so fla- flash over to what Josh is doing. And Josh, I'm seeing, like, my mum and my sister and my nephew, right, and spending time with them. And Tom is sending me, like, bad beat stories. Uh, so I just responded with all the sympathy in the world you should just get good. Yep. <laughs> yes, you did. Yep. You should get good. Thanks, Josh. Um, it did. It did make me re- realize how much I want uh, a Serac though in in my real black deck because he sure. is he is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to talk about none of those. I'm going to talk about a game I had today at lunchtime. Okay. So I'm on my lunch. I'm taking a wee a wee reprieve from work I've got myself a a ham sandwich in front of me I just want to paint a bit of a picture here yeah and I've got my phone in front of me wait I want to hear more about that ham sandwich it was delicious Uh, cool had some tomatoes in it a little garnish of mayonnaise on the top okay Um, Okay. a whole whole meal roll because I'm trying to be a bit healthy Mm -hmm. Uh, it was beautiful you should try it um (laughs) <laughs> so I'm sitting down right and I, I thought I'll play a quick game of arenas uh, just to see how I do mm-hmm. so I go on and I'm running uh, a blue black deck now I hate playing blue and I'll come back to why in a minute no. um, but one of the like quests for today is that I've got to play blue and black cards so sure. blue and black deck makes sense so I run this blue black deck and my deck is largely about me drawing cards from from what I can see here, mm-hmm. which is is how you should play blue. My opponent's deck is not. It okay. is a blue deck that is about counterspelling everything I do and milling my entire deck. Now, if you don't know what milling is, it's basically you put your opponent's cards from his deck mm-hmm. into his discard pile. So he never gets them. He never gets to play with those cards. He never gets to use those cards. He doesn't get to have fun. That's not why he's come to this game. So I'm I'm trying to have like a break from from what is a fairly stressful work day with just this absolute mm. bell end just milling my entire deck. <laughs> just like everything he does mills cards. He draws mm-hmm. a card, I discard a card. He plays a card, I discard a card. He does this, I discard a card. It's a Tuesday, Tom discards a card. Like it's and a just Monday. like it's a Monday. Alright. Uh, and, you know, I'm just milling my entire deck and I'm like, okay. Okay, he's giving me a beating, but I've got to I've got to play here, right? I've, he's got a really big monster on the field that I've been barely managing to stop kill me. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's really, he's he's got all his eggs in that basket. If I can just get that off him, or get it off the board, I can mm-hmm. at least do something. So I'm like, okay, I wait, and I wait. And he's like, used most of his mana. I'm like, right, he's used a lot of his mana here. He's not got a lot to counter me. I'm, I'm good to go. And I drop uh, a Mind Flayer out on the table that gives me mm-hmm. control of one of his monsters. And I'm like, nice. Yes. Drop also, it on super the flavorful. I like that. It, it, it does it's that. It's a very good card. Yeah. Drop it out and Bummy counters it. With a really low counter. I can't remember the name of it, right? But just boom, that's gone. No fun for you. And I was like, boom, concede. I'm done with this. I am done with this. Like, I, I had to, like, mentally and physically restrain myself from throwing my phone across the room. And I'm not one for, like, wow. getting that angry at computer games. But I was like, could you not let me have that? You you have literally spent this entire game stopping me doing anything and milling my deck down. Now, this brings me on to my point. Mm-hmm. I hate blue. I hate we- it. We've, we have talked about this on a previous episode. Well, we're going to yes. talk about it again. Okay, right. Cool. We're going to have uh, a refresher thought, thought, for anyone that didn't. Have, thought I might have been able to steer you away from that, but sure, you go it for is, it, Tom. It is just <laughs> the worst colour and inc- encourages the worst type of players, right? You can do some fun stuff with blue. You Illusion cards, they're fun. Card draw, that's fine. You know, Josh loves a bit mm-hmm. of card draw. You know, all these yep. kinds of things, they're fine. But see when you are stopping the other player playing the game that's not fun that should not mm-hmm. be part of the game i don't blame you although not you specifically josh i don't blame you the blue player although i do blame you as well josh i blame <laughs> wizards of the coast and whoever built magic for thinking that this was a mechanism that a game needed to have in it because the mm-hmm. only way to deal with that kind of player is to be that kind of player it's interesting. You've actually touched on a few comments that I was I was going to bring up. So first of all, like just for context, um, more for my sake actually, what format were you playing? Standard. Standard. Oh, Tommy wasn't even playing a good deck. Yeah, it's it's not one of the competitive decks anyway at the moment. Um, so stat. Standard's a tough one, right? The constructed formats are very difficult to come up with a deck that's gonna that that's gonna function um, against like the really tuned competitive decks. Mm. So that, that's a caveat. Um, I, and I, I don't know what your deck list is. I don't know how much um, whether you you looked it up online or if you you brewed this yourself or or what have you, but. You, that's just any of the sort of competitive constructed formats that's going to be a thing mm-hmm. um what do i do when i come up against decks that i don't enjoy playing against is uh, one of two things actually one you're not obligated to play the game out and as you already said you actually conceded um but i th- there's certain decks if i'm not in the mood for playing against them and I, i'm aware that oh that's what this opponent has rocked up with just hit concede because uh, life's too short to not be enjoying playing a game. So there's that. But the other thing I have done is, and uh, I think I think you've categorically ruled this uh, out, I will try playing with that deck and just seeing whether I enjoy playing that and seeing how that goes. Um, the thing about blue being the, the nope colour, like the, the colour of uh, you don't get to do the things you do, unfortunately has been a design a part of the game's design 
since the very, very, very first cards were printed. Counterspell is in alpha, uh, the very first set of Magic the Gathering. So that is just a part of the identity of blue. They tend to now have counterspells be either conditional, uh, as in, uh, oh, you can you counter this unless your opponent pays a bit of extra mana or something like that. Yeah. Or they're more expensive now uh, mm. than just regular two-mana counterspell. Uh, so th- they have done things to uh, mitigate that. And to be honest, out of the uh, formats that I... The, the, the ways of playing that I enjoy playing, the constructed format that I play right now the most by far is Commander. Mm. And while counter spells do get played in Commander, they are not as efficient as they are in a 1v1. You're yeah. basically spending a card to uh, answer something that's going to benefit the rest of your opponents as well. So, if I'm running blue in my commander deck, I will probably have two or three different cards that will counter-target spell because, you know, someone it, someone will inevitably try and play a card that is just, may as well just read, I win the game now. Mm. So, it's good to have something up your sleeve to stop that from happening. Um, but you don't want to fill up an entire, like, 99 in your commander deck of, like, counter spells because you just won't get anything done. Yeah. Uh, so, and you're just doing the whole table a favor rather than yeah. just yourself. Um, so it's not... So, that particular type of opponent and play pattern isn't something I actually come up against all that often. And when I do and I'm getting frustrated, I just click concede. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. And I think that's a valid... A valid point to make. I think it it frustrates me so much because I I know that blue has always had that, and I'm mm. not arguing that. But I do think it's much more prolific with with blue now. And I do think, and this is an assumption on my part, but I do think that people that build those kinds of decks are almost doing it out of badness. You well, I, I think I've mentioned it previously, but Wizards of the Coast ran a um. Uh, they they run lots of surveys actually every year just to get a feel but one of the results from a survey from the past uh revealed two things one that uh, a lot of magic the gathering players like to feel smart mm. and that's one of the reasons why they play hence why blue is a very popular color because you feel real smart when you counter someone's spell yeah <laughs> and two the uh, this is the one that amuses me is that most Magic the Gathering players think they are smarter than the average person. Now, that is impossible. <laughs> like, not every Magic the Gathering player is going to have a higher than average intelligence. You Probably most likely average intelligence, uh, if that. Yeah. It's, it's one of my... And I think I mentioned this historically on episodes as well. It's, it's one of my big bugbears with, with Magic. And it, it has become very prevalent in the the internet age that we certainly didn't have when i started magic back in the very very early sets because i started back in like the 90s mm-hmm. um and it's net decks you know it's it's these very prolific decks very prolific you know mm-hmm. types of decks that people play that um you know it's it's basically just you end up playing mirror matches it happened to me i went to a i've only ever been to one constructed tournament Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it wasn't with my own deck. Uh, I basically wanted to go to this tournament because someone else I knew was going. Can't even remember who now. And I said to Barry, 
Um, I want to go to this uh, tournament. I don't have a constructed deck. Can you help me build a deck? So mm-hmm. Barry uh, helped me put together a, a deck. Um, I didn't really know anything about the deck beyond what he'd helped me put into it. Ah. Uh, and I knew like how to play it. Okay, um, right, right. But okay. I didn't know, you know, the history of this deck or you know that it was part of. And like the... before, before you went to this tournament, like how many, uh, like how many reps did you get in with that deck? Like how how many? Good few. Can't yeah. remember exactly, but a good few. I was okay, confident okay. with the deck. That wasn't sure. Issue. But I got to the tournament, <clears throat> and I think of the let's say twenty, thirty people there, a good third of them had this deck some mm-hmm. variation of this deck um equally the the rest of them had very similar decks you know of, of a different pattern <laughs> so so did barry just google <laughs> when he was helping you build this deck <laughs> i he, he either googled it or he he was aware of it you know, sure, himself because sure. uh, at that point in time barry was very into magic and he was very mm-hmm. aware of the meta and things as well um so we had this this situation where I ended up like play just playing my own deck multiple times, you know, and and like then when I got to play other decks, I'd end up playing like two of the same in that as well, and I was like, this isn't fun, this mm-hmm. this isn't interesting. I'm not seeing new ideas, you know, innovation, people coming up mm-hmm. with, you know, fun. The, the like fair enough, they're not thematic. It's competitive, fine. That's that's a given. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a tournament of thirty people. And there's maybe four or five decks there. That's not great. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's definitely nicer to have like more diverse yeah. uh, formats. Um, so my other suggestion is uh, play limited because uh, you can't net deck that. It's just down to what you open. So see, that's a problem as well because <laughs> I have, and this is just going to come off as me being a whingy bugger, and I am, but I have the. I either have really good but really useless look where I'll pull a load of good stuff but it just doesn't have any synergy right. or I pull garbage. Right. And I mean and I've been to quite a lot of drafts with you uh and yeah. Ewan and Ryan and things and I've I've done quite a, a bit of the drafting format. I quite enjoy drafting. I don't really like building a deck on the fly. Like mm-hmm. I, my enjoyment of magic is, is very similar to my enjoyment of things like D and things. I like thematic stuff. Yeah, I like sure. you know someone has a deck based around a specific race mm-hmm. or a specific type of thing. You know spellcasters and stuff like. That. And I like sets that that pull on that. Um, so like I have if if I open like my cupboard and, and pull out my magic decks, pretty much every deck is mm-hmm. built specifically around zombies humans sure. elves you know and stuff like that. And and the cards that are in there tie into that theme mm-hmm. you know it's not just something for the sake of having something um like i could if i particularly wanted to i could probably tell you the story of my deck from a narrative standpoint yeah, um cool. does it really work in limited no. because you get a lot of random stuff yeah uh, it might be from the same set but it's still pretty random well, they do normally try and design at least some draft archetypes. Hmm. So, uh, if I remember to tie in with what you're talking about, Ixalan from a few years back, that was that had very tribal themes, hmm. like, like uh, archetypes. So you could draft black, white vampires, blue, green merfolk, 
Uh, and then there were dinosaurs, which are in um, uh, the Naya colours, which are white, red and green. And what was the fourth one again? I can't remember. There was... Oh, pirates. You could mm. have pirates, which were blue, black and red. Yeah. So... They, they they tried at least that they do design these sets so that you get funneled it like there there is a theme to them, mm. um, albeit that that's probably one of the mo- more explicit ones that they've done in recent years. Most of the time, it's something like blue white flyers or yeah. like uh, blue black mill or that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, they they do try and do it in or no, they don't try and do it. They do it in limited. It's just yeah. it, it is down to like what you end up opening and what gets past to you and the like. But I I enjoy it for that. I enjoy the little puzzle that you've got to solve uh, on the fly to make to build some sort of functioning deck. So that's... yeah, I think I think my issues with Magic largely stem from my own hangups. You know, it's, okay. it's I I want it to be played in a specific way and that's not how it's played okay. um, at least not by a vast majority of players um, you know who are who are looking to it's all about winning mm-hmm. uh, and you know any kind of narrative or fun be damned you know if your opponent doesn't get to do anything then that's a that's a result mm-hmm. on on your part and I think we've we've discussed this before in relation to like games like 40k and stuff you know I don't enjoy absolutely pummeling someone at a game of 40k mm-hmm. it's that's not fun for me it's and and vice versa it's not fun to be on the receiving end of it i like a game that's got a bit of tension you know a bit of back mm-hmm. and forth a bit of bit of challenge to it um and i tend to find with magic it goes one way or the other um which is why i get annoyed at mechanics like you know land when you you get hosed because you don't draw the right land or enough right, land, or you yeah. get just land and i'm like this is not fun I don't, I, I don't want to poo-poo magic because it is a very good game and a very popular game for a reason. Mm-hmm. My my point is, I have to question: is the community the right community for the way I like to play games? Um, okay. Which is a, is a point that I think you have to take into consideration with with any game that you play. You know, are you playing it with the same intent as the other people at the table? Uh, yeah, the social contract. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, and, uh, in arena. The yeah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be up for getting some games of Commander in with you, and I will make a point of uh, bringing a deck that is themed. How about that? I don't know if I have a themed Commander deck. I think I just have one of the well. the default ones. I tried at one point to build a zombie Commander deck. Uh, and oh, I there's got tons of them. Part of the way to it. A, a yeah. lot of the good ones, though, that like, actually make the deck even remotely playable are very old and quite rare mm-hmm. you know in both cost and uh, availability um no, doesn't put me off <laughs> i know i've i've seen how much you pay and sell magic cards for uh but yeah it's just not not the way i i particularly want to approach it but yeah anyway i think that's uh that's enough of my whinging about magic the new yeah. set is very cool yes <laughs> uh the mechanics are, are really cool uh, I actually love how much flavor the the cards have them just in how they play. I think if they made every magic set like this going forward, I'd be much happier. Yeah, because there is so much character in in just how the cards work. Like by way of example, that mind flayer card, you know, it perfectly encapsulates yeah, the, well, the monster it's it's supposed mm-hmm. to to represent. And uh, I like the the sort of narrative flair cards. You know, like you meet in a tavern and 
you gather your group and stuff like that. That's, they're really cool. So I actually really, really like the set. And I think if you played it with the right kind of people, uh, whether mm. you want to play it competitively or narratively or somewhere in between, you'd have a really good time with the set. So I will say that for it. So as, as negative as I've been. We've uh, got a positive to end on. Hey, praise be. But if you play blue, you can shove your own head up your ass for all. And on that <laughs> note, shall we call it a, an episode? So, as always, guys, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.